0: I just went and lived my life to what I could tolerate and moved on from that point forward and that allowed me I think a little bit of space to make some some good decisions as opposed to like completely shutting down. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Clinical Athlete Podcast. If you're not familiar with Clinical Athlete, we're a network of healthcare providers, students, and coaches who specialize in the management of athletes. We have two missions. The first mission is to connect athletes with professionals who they can trust. And our second mission is to create a community and foster the education of those professionals and future professionals in the realm of athlete health and performance. This podcast is one way that we fulfill those missions, and if you're one of our six listeners who enjoy the show, do us a favor and give it a rating on your favorite podcast platform so that we can get this information out to as many people as possible. In fact, pause this right now, scroll down to the app rating, and give it a little five star, maybe even a nice little message, boom, duty fulfilled. To learn more about Clinical Athlete, head on over to the website, clinicalathlete.com and join the free Kalu Community Facebook group where Clinical Athlete and the Level Up Initiative have combined to form an amazing group with several different types of learning opportunities. You can join the free Kalu Community Facebook group by clicking the link in the show notes. Also, tickets for the second annual Kalu Virtual Summit are officially available. The Kalu Summit is going down on September 10th through the 12th. It's completely online where we hit you with brain gains in the pillars of high value clinical practice, which are critical thinking, exercise prescription, and communication skills. And this year, our topics are endurance athlete rehab, rehab for athletes coming back from ACL injuries, and rehab for barbell sport athletes. And we have six fire speakers. Early bird tickets are already flying off the shelf, so get them while you can. Uh, We've even got payment plans available to help with cost. Can't wait to see you there. My name is Quinn Hennick. I'm a doctor of physical therapy in Orange County, California, at Clinical Athlete Newport. On this show, we are joined by co-hosts Jared Maynard and John Flagg. Jared is a clinical athlete provider and physiotherapist in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, and he's an online powerlifting coach with Unbreakable Strength, John is a clinical athlete provider and certified athletic trainer and online powerlifting, weightlifting, and strongman coach with Rebuild Stronger. And he's also the lead instructor of the clinical athlete powerlifting certification. Also, link in show notes. We are bringing back the Coach's Corner. So, in these coaches Corner episodes, John, Jared, and I discuss real life cases, nuts and bolts of coaching and training. In this particular episode, John shares with us how he's been managing a knee injury that popped up pretty abruptly and significantly affected his training and how he managed that situation in order to get back to training. Very practical, actionable takeaways from this show. So if you're a clinician, coach, athlete who has had to manage training injuries within yourself or your athletes, this episode is for you. We hope you enjoy
0: So is it my turn? Is that where we're at now? Oh yeah, take us on, man. So, I got kind of a really practical story here. Last Friday, I caught Nebola. Um, and I want to just kind of briefly go over how I managed it. But the biggest thing is the how I how it happened because I don't know how it happened. So the night before Thursday nights is my deadlift night. I go to the gym. Um, I'm right now in the middle of an equipped block. So most of my heavy lifts during the week are gonna be in full equipment. Um, That's been, that Thursday's a deadlift. I've been doing two inch deficits in the velocity. Pulled a PR Thursday night, felt great, no problems. Wake up Friday morning, literally just jog downstairs, as you could imagine me jogging downstairs make breakfast. Everything's fine. Chilling out, hang out with the kids for a little bit, talk to the wife. then I had a phone call that I had to make is an hour long phone call. I get on the call and I start walking around upstairs about 30 minutes into the phone call. My knee starts feeling tight. Just walking. I pace when I, when I do phone calls, I just pace all over the place. My right knee just starts to feel a little bit tight, sit down on my bed, start to try to put it into flexion. It's a little achy. Doesn't really want to go into full flexion. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Oh, parental advisory coming in right there. So stand up, keep walking around. And I start to really, like, it's starting to, to bug me a little bit at this point. Like it's, it's wedging its way into my head. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I finished that phone call. And most of the day, Friday, my wife and I were going to paint our stairwell and our steps and like all this stuff. So I'm going to be on my feet the entire day. So throughout the day, it got worse and worse and worse. It started to swell. It was visible from side to side. It was like, man, this thing's getting pretty swollen. And it got to the point where it was actually pretty hard for me to walk down the steps. And we had already taken the stair railing off. And my wife was literally painting the steps, every other step. So you've got wet paint on every other step and you've got big boy here who can't like step down, (laughs) trying to step two steps down and my 120 pound wife trying to help me down the steps. It it was bad. Wake up on Saturday morning, same thing. Kind of kept me up a little bit that night. Uh, But I've been through a back injury. I've been, well, a couple of them. Um, your, Your typical, pec irritation stuff, um, some tricep tendonitis, uh, some pretty nasty hamstring strains before I, it's like, I've been lifting for 20 years. This, this stuff creeps up. The first thing that I did is just say, okay, well, it's going to have to figure it out. Like at this point, it's just another, it's another day. So all weekend, just keep moving it. Getting to a little bit of flexion, really not that concerned about it. Swelling starts going down a little bit. And then Sunday comes. Sunday is typically day one for me. And program was full wraps, full suit, single. Not going to happen, right? But I was feeling better. The, I was trending up. So I just made like the simplest, most practical move ever. I took day two, which was bench and all upper body. And I just shifted it to day one and took day two and shifted it two days away. And continued to do what I was doing. And I didn't do anything crazy or special. And I think this is the, I didn't freak out. I didn't call Kevin and tell Kevin that like, just scrap this week. I'm screwed. Like I just kept doing what I could tolerate. Every time I went up the steps, I said, okay, what's this going to like? How can I get up the steps this time? And over time, it just got better. By the time it's actually Monday is when I, I decided to go back into the gym. I went with that full suit, full knee, knee wraps, squat, and hit a, well, straight bar, 45-pound PR at 855. Um, and I, like, the craziest part was – it felt amazing. It felt better after than it did <laughs> going into it, but like it was still going into it, it was tolerable. I think the key takeaways that like I want kind of want to share here is don't don't freak out through this stuff. If if you've got to do something special to manage it, then do th- something special to manage it. But it's not cookie cutter. I didn't immediately go downstairs and start doing a whole bunch of like knee exercises. I just went and lived my life to what I could tolerate. And moved on from that point forward. And that allowed me, I think a little bit of space to make some, some good decisions as opposed to like completely shutting down. And that's probably the best advice I can give. Cause I've gone through a ton of this shit before. Pecs. Ugh, brutal. But other than that, training has been incredible. This the, for anybody listening that's a power lifter, I, I'm, I'm going to continue to stand. This is the hill I'm going to die on. You should be doing raw and equipped. It's the most exhilarating thing in the entire world, and I know people will say that it doesn't carry over to the others, but your confidence will skyrocket, and I think a confident lifter is a stronger lifter. And it's, it's just way it's, – it's so much fun to do both. So that's my pitch to, to go buy some cheap equipment. John, real quick,
1: um, let's do it. I want to do a, a mic experiment with your beard. I want <laughs> you put the put the mic completely under your beard, all the way under. Yeah, can you hear me now? Well, I could hear you before, but I could also just hear your beard. Um,
0: it's because I move when I talk. You know, I'm like
1: a. You do move quite a bit. You do move a, quite a bit. I'll, you might I'll, as I'll well be, be Italian, you. man. Um, you see me
0: at the cpc i like walk the entire time.
1: i know no i think this is better but did you say because you cut out like the word the most important word cut out And i just want to make sure we get it clear you saying you recommend doing raw and and using equipment in some form in your training yes the word and okay it, yeah, it, yeah. Ble- okay um cool no that's awesome uh Jared, i'll let you go and then i'll i'll jump in i was gonna say i mean seeing the a55 pr that you posted just on its own was freaking awesome man congrats on that and then knowing the story of everything leading up to it and how you manage it just makes it that much that much cooler Uh, also i have convinced myself that i will at some point get into equipment so this just solidifies it more in my head so thank
0: you at least a pair of briefs you know what i mean at least something to give you some more support you know bryce came on the show and, and he talked about like his journey we haven't even talked about somebody like Blaine Sumner, how it's mm-hmm. extended his career. Like, I, I really feel like it's a longevity thing just as much as it is a performance thing. But that, that's my own personal opinion.
1: Was your knee still, was the swelling gone when you went for that 855 squat? Like, was your knee pretty much back to normal or was, there, was it still not quite?
0: It, not quite. Um, like, I, I would say warming up. I I was definitely testing the waters. I came in with like an A or B scenario in my head. Mm. As I warm up, if this is a no-go, then I just scrap it, right? I'll move on. I'll do my accessories. I'll walk out, live to fight another day. Thing was, is I started warming up and it started to feel better. It was moving better. I was yeah. in depth. Everything was okay. And by the time I got to, you know – where I needed to be, I still felt good. So I took my shot. Cause
1: swelling is interesting. Like there's not like symptoms, like just pain. We all, we've talked about this at length where you can't can't just make decisions based on just the pain experience necessarily, especially removed from the gym. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to test a little bit, know the response of your body to load and to training and and make these decisions. But with swelling, swelling is one of those things where I tend to be, a little bit more conservative, whether there's pain influence there or not. Like I've felt my knee has been swollen and it doesn't hurt. I just can't bend it. Cause there's like a bunch of fluid in there. And for me, that's like a, a mechanistic response from your body that is trying to protect a limb. And a lot of times I'll find that if you jam into that swelling, it just ends up swelling more. Like your body's like, okay, I'm just going to put more fluid in there so you can use it less. Um, so that's why I'd ask that. But like, like, you respected that, and you just made these adjustments until. And what you didn't do is say, "Oh shit!" Like six weeks, because like swelling. Okay, I, I sprain. I strained my joint. We can say like this: the joint was swollen, and okay, gosh, four to six weeks, maybe. Like if I read my textbook and timelines, what you did instead was, um, I don't know if anything's you know damaged. It's just like my body's kind of re- protecting this area. So let me just take it day by day. And C. And, and like you said, you went to that day, you had a plan A, plan B. And had you warmed up and it not started to loosen up, maybe plan B would have happened instead, you know, but then you would have seen where you were the next day. So some of these things can be done that
0: way. And then obviously it worked out well. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. There's going to be people who listen to this and be like, Jesus Christ, dude, you're crazy. You were aggressive, yeah. but like, you know, you, I know my body at this point and I know the risk that I'm willing to take. And I think that's another thing too. I'm not advocating for people to take the level of risk that I take. I'm not, I'm not saying everybody should do it that way. And I'm not saying that th- this is going to happen every time, but based off my assessment, knowing my body going through. When i went through warm-up wise i felt confident that i was going to be all right the other thing too is with 855 on your back and the bar spinning around i could be 100 percent and it could still absolutely split me in <laughs> half so i mean right okay
1: yeah we're not chasing health when you put 855 on your on your back you're not- <laughs>
0: I'm not doing this yeah. for my own safety, guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fast that point. You don't put a suit on and wraps that makes you feel like your head's going to pop off and put that kind of weight on your back. Like, this is safe for me. But, <laughs> no. but
1: whether you called it this or not, you were taking inventory and you were giving yourself kind of a risk analysis. Because you do want to, this paradox, you do want to reduce extraneous risk. You already have inherent risk with the sport and pushing performance. Now, risk and probability of like, of re-injury is higher because you're already dealing with something. So you have to take that inventory every single day and say like, okay, now based on my current state, less swelling, more range of motion, feeling better. I'm more willing to, to assume this risk than I was three days ago when I could barely walk down the steps. Like, I know that sounds like common sense, but that's, that's kind of the process is this, inventory this risk reward this cost benefit and you make a decision based off of that
0: without being hyper vigilant i think that's the key too. right you try to remove yourself yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's like okay it's another one here we go
1: that's hard to do it's hard to remove the emotion out of the situation when especially when it's you
0: yeah it takes experience it, it, it it's not an easy thing to do so n equals one on this one but always okay i think that's that's it for today yeah fellas
1: I think so cool i hope it was helpful for everyone i like i enjoy these um jared where can people find you yeah instagram's the the best bet strength. or fire off an email jared at clinicalathlete.com and always always encouraging of people to, to reach out love love chatting with people and we could just fanboy over John's beard and man bun, like that's that's a favorite pastime of mine. How do to keep be. growing it now? You'd have, no, you have to. I have to, dude. You're Go gonna squat a right. thousand pounds. You gotta have like it has to be glorious, glorious beard, glorious bun, thousand pounds. He is squat. Samson. <laughs> for us.
0: Oh, oh, maybe that's actually that's the key, guys. Disregard the last fifteen minutes of what I was talking about. I'm Samson. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> John, where I'm can people Bible find you? Here.
0: <laughs> uh, john John.rebuildStronger uh, on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. You shoot me a message on there. I'm responsive. I'll, I'll chat with anybody. Uh, and if you want to do email format, it's john at clinicalathlete.com.
1: Cool. And you can find me on the internet probably somewhere. All right, boys. This was fun.
0: Yeah. Always look out for his Fourth of July picture.
1: Oh, it's a highlight of the year.
0: It's a highlight of the year.
1: Or the Halloween one. It's me and yes. the, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's a semi annual event. All right. We'll see everyone next time. Peace. Yes. We hope you enjoyed that Coach's Corner episode. We'll have more of those coming your way in the near future. And of course, thank you to my homies, Jared Maynard and John Flagg, for steering this ship alongside me. And thank you, the clinical athlete community, all six of you, for joining us on this journey of knowledge and improved practice in both the gym and clinic. One more time if you're into brain gains, check out the show notes for the Kalu Virtual Summit coming up in September where you can also see the DEETs for the event on the website. We've got a nice PDF detailed event calendar, so you can see everything that's going to go on. And check out the online clinical athlete powerlifting certification if you're into getting strong and reducing injury risk, you know, that sort of thing. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon.